You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi. Rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Hope everybody's having a pleasant, safe hump day so far. We're going to get through it together, y'all. We're going to get through this week together, get over the hump today. And we'll look back on what was a great effort by the Memphis Tigers basketball team in going down 91-88 to last night to number 4 Alabama down in Tuscaloosa. We'll break it all down, but boy, did Penny Hardaway's team show some, some heart, some fire. Uh, probably a little bit too much fire in DeAndre Williams' case. Kendrick Davis. Give me one word, John. Give me one word to describe it. Stud. Stud. Accurate. 30 points, 22 in the second half to single-handedly keep the Tigers in it. Uh, they fall, but a lot of good comes out of last night's loss, I think, in Tuscaloosa. We'll see what my partner, John Martin, thinks. Mississippi State football going to play in that bowl game, the ReliaQuest Bowl, on January 2nd. That announcement came out yesterday. We didn't get to it. Uh, and then the Memphis Grizzlies. No, they didn't play last night, but they didn't move up in the standings. Tied for first in the Western Conference after the Pelicans had their seven-game winning streak snapped last night at Utah. Thank you, Malik Beasley. Appreciate those five three-pointers and those 21 points. Uh, it's helped the Grizzlies move up to a tie for first with the Pelicans at 18-9 and nine in the West. Always a good day to come in here number one, John. That it is, yeah. So we'll get into that uh, here on the show. It, it's a good feeling. Obviously, big game tomorrow for the Grizzlies as they have the visiting Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, but that's tomorrow. That's not today. So uh, we'll have to wait until tomorrow really to break that one down. You're not going to be doing previews two days out, are you? I mean, it ain't the NBA Finals yet. Uh, but, yes, <clears throat> nice to gain some ground even though you did nothing uh, to do it. So, yeah, we'll get into all that today here on the show. Giannato, Mark Giannato is going to join us 1125. Talk to him about that win last night for, excuse me, not the moral win. So sometimes hearing y'all talk about it, it Listen, felt like a win. Oh, uh, but, uh, hearing y'all talk about it. Talk about the uh, – Don't put me in. You ain't heard me talk about it yet. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the loss. The loss that felt so much like a win. You get your uh, head right. Last night for the University of Memphis. So we'll get into that with Giannato at eleven twenty-five, twelve twenty-five. I found out last night that uh, Justin Fuente, former University of Memphis coach, is actually going to be on the broadcast, the Sirius XM Bowl game broadcast for Memphis Utah State. How about that? The first responders bowl. It's a small world we live in. Uh, first responder bowl. Okay, so just one responder. Singular. Tell you this, if you're ever How about a, that? that's it, that's great news, Justin Fuente on the If you are ever in a situation and you need some help, let's hope that it's responders, not just one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The more responders, the better your chances, it feels like. If you only get one first responder, you know, your odds are significantly lower. That's true. You know? I mean, it's, it's like nobody ever says, I want to thank our first responder. No, it's responders. It's the firemen, it's the you know ambulance, it's all that. But apparently not for this bowl. Apparently we just picked one person. I think you're encapsulating all of them Yeah, um, as one group, John. Yeah, so anyway, Justin Fuente is uh, going to be on that broadcast, 
And I, I reached out to him and I asked if he'd come on the show. And he said, of course. So Justin Fuente is going to awesome. join us at 1225. <laughs> we'll talk to him about uh, Memphis. We'll talk to him about um, you know college football generally. Uh, Mike Leach we will get into. Obviously, I know they have, uh, they've met. And uh, I know he's got some thoughts there. And uh, we'll talk to him about, you know, him, his own career, you know, and what is next for him. You know, North Texas hired a coach, uh, Eric Morris, not him. So we'll see sort of what's going on there. Is, is it something that he's really trying to get back into? All of that. 12-team playoff. 12-team playoff, absolutely. So, yes, Justin Fuente is going to join us at 1225. Looking forward to that. Uh, and then at 125, Myron Metcalf. Good old Myron Metcalf covers college basketball for ESPN. How about a round of applause for Myron Metcalf, bro? How about it, man? Yeah, round this of is a packed show. This is a packed show, though. I feel like Myron should get applause as well. Yes, I, I, I think all of our guests who are kind enough to lend their time, exactly. you know, we don't we don't pay guests around here. They do it out of the kindness of their hearts, and so we appreciate them doing that all the time. So Myron Metcalf will join us at one twenty-five. Jason, that's the show today, brother. Sure that's all I got. He was watching last night, right? You packed this show. Well, tight. It, was, it was ESPN. Yeah, it was yeah. So I, I mean, no, I saw him tweet about Alabama. I, don't, I didn't catch a tweet from him about Memphis. Maybe I missed it. He yeah. might have. Yeah. So that's the he show watched. today, man. That's all I got. Uh, Memphis. Uh, they unf- won apparently. Unfortunately, it was according to some. Uh, Memphis does, in terms of the official column, go down ninety-one to eighty-eight at the hands of four-ranked Alabama. Um, Memphis makes one three, and it was really a meaningless three. It wasn't in, in the context of a competitive game, so they basically made no threes that mattered uh, and still found a way to score 88 points on a top-five team uh, at their place, at their place. Any, did you notice anything about the crowd, about the Alabama crowd? I'm just curious. This is clunky up in there. Is it just clunky? I thought it was really old and white. That's what I thought. I said, oh, I didn't look that deep into okay. it. It, it, it kind of reminded me of you know Memphis Tiger basketball games. Like you know, this kind of looks. This is very similar here. I this, just I didn't think it was much of a you know much of a crowd whatsoever. Just in terms of their effect or impact got, on they, the game, they got into it a, a little guess. bit at times, but it was few and so, far I just look at it, all that money you got down there. Yeah, look, look, well, it look just goes to show you that they just do not care about basketball, no matter how well, they good don't the program you know what is. they are. Uh, but yes, Memphis goes down ninety-one eighty-eight. I will give you some of the nuts and bolts because that's what my nuts partner and bolts, likes. John. Uh, Kendrick Davis has thirty, so that's two straight games now with practically thirty points for number three. East. Uh, DeAndre Williams had fifteen and nine, though he did foul out. Uh, Critical. Yeah, was a was a wild game for him. Uh, Malcolm Dandridge in his seventeen minutes, I thought was really really good. Unfortunately, he he did go down uh, with an injury. We'll see what the diagnosis is there. I believe uh, Memphis, Alabama just played another possession with him on the floor. So add that Stop to the tally. the game. Malco's on the floor. Damn refs don't care. Damn <laughs> refs said, man, go. About three, four possessions, that man on the floor writhing around in pain. Yeah, Stop I mean, the game. I mean, they, they, I, they really did have two or three trips up, didn't they? Yes. <laughs> the, ball, the ball went through the rim and hit Malcolm on the ass before they stopped the game. Uh, well, we appreciate you saying the the, the – the one nice thing you've said about Malco all season long before now he's out. Well, hey, we might not hear it again. So thank you, John. Well, for those hey, kind I mean, I, I got to be honest. What he was contributing before he went out. That's one of the things that people cannot say about me is I am always going to give credit where it is due. And I thought Malcolm Dandridge, especially there, he in that was first making a half, difference in that first half. He kept them in it um, and was a big part of why they had the lead uh, for Alabama. Brandon Miller, future lottery pick, yeah, he's good. Was incredible. Twenty-four points, eight rebounds last night, and and that was really in terms of. You know, Alabama's contributions, that was really the guy for me. I mean, I know Sears got to the free throw line a lot, but 
Um, it was really just about Brandon Miller and him kind of taking over there late in the game and ultimately creating a little bit of separation. Memphis ultimately erased it with the garbage time buckets there, but you know that kind of was the difference. I think it was like 77-70, to 70, and that's kind of where the game got away <clears throat> from the University of Memphis. But, look, I, I go back to, to this. Entering the week, you know, if you just if we just transport back in time, and I go back to Thursday afternoon or Friday afternoon, and I say, "Hey, Memphis is going to beat Auburn, and they're going to be within a possession of Alabama." Who among us would not joyfully, jubilantly sign up for that? We that, all would have, because that's that's Most what happened. That's what happened. I mean, yeah, would you have liked to win the game? Sure, but. You know, we talked about situationally how how tough this spot was, and yet Memphis still again competed and they kept this game really close for you know, I mean there was really only uh, maybe a minute or two there you know at the very end when Alabama started to pull away, got it to seven, got it to eight to nine, but you know Memphis was able to still chip away at it. So yeah, with Kendrick Davis off the floor, yeah, the with no Kendrick, no DeAndre. Demario Franklin, I thought showed you some flashes there. He why did. Important for this absolutely game. six rebounds. I thought were really important. You know, he he brings a little bit more to the game. The than activity just level, yes, yeah. was high. And he got some tough boards too. Now, I mean, that's why John in that conversation I heard you with Jeff. I think you, you could put him at at the at the small forward. He's going to rebound. That's one thing you, you know. Yeah, you'll be small if you go him a low and 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 Demar him a low and and Kendrick Davis as your one two three. But kid rebounds like a small forward. Well, that's what's ultimately going to happen. Um, and and and. You know, look, I, I, I think the question for Memphis is, because the one thing that, ha- that has been going for them is they have had a great, you know, synergy. And, 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 and DeMario didn't mess that up. I'm not trying to say that. But it is going to change. You know, the lineup is going to change. The rotation is going to change. Keontae only gets 10 minutes last night. You know, like there, there are going to be, you know, and, and DeMario only got 18. He's going to get more than 18. You know, so somebody's minutes are are going to uh, dissipate. Is that Alex? Is that Jaden? Is it a combination of those two guys? I think Damari is probably a twenty-eight minute a night guy, right? I mean, closer to that than eighteen. So, do you take five from Jaden? Do you take five from Alo? That kind of sounds right to me, doesn't it? I mean, twenty-two for Alo, seventeen for Jaden, twenty-eight for Damari. To me, it's Jaden. Again, and we've seen him be effective off the bench, but if you're not in 21, 22 minutes going to be you know, more productive, that's the spot. I, I still feel like, and I know we, you know, the argument's out there, Alo, less minutes. I, I still feel like he's an important part of this team right now. You, to use that word, you talk about synergy. A defensive side more most, uh, you know, over everything else, but to that point, um, I, I think Jaden is the candidate. Does it make you small? Absolutely it mm-hmm. does, but... You know, Jeff, Jeff mentioned it to you. Toughness you've got. We yep. saw it all night last night. And, again, DeMario more like a small four with the way you can rebound. I, I'd give that a shot going a little smaller. Again, maybe you pull Alo off. I, I just don't – I think with the way we know Penny feels about Alo with what he's giving them, uh, you're probably going to look at Jaden, I would think. Yeah, I think in the upshot for Memphis here is uh, – The bottom line is he's going to be playing 20-something minutes. It oh, ain't going to yeah. matter who started. It's yeah. going to be who's finishing games. He's going to be one of them. Yes. That's clear. Um, <clears throat> look, I mean, if Malcolm is out, that's a big blow um, because I, I was talking to somebody last night who, who said that, you know, Penny just doesn't really believe that KO is ready, so I don't know how much they're going to, uh, you know, put on him, if anything. So I don't know who who those minutes would fall to if he mids, misses any kind of extended time. Maybe Penny gets creative here. 
But oh, the, you're going to have to be smaller, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the only answer. I mean, for, and, and there's more pressure on Chandler Lawson, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to produce in that spot with, you know, without Malcolm behind him. But I do think. And DeAndre as well, both of them. You know, and we, not to get in foul trouble, all that. Yes. Because you're not going to have it sound. I mean, Penny made it pretty clear he's not going to play versus Texas A&M. Yeah. Malcolm. Yeah, so I, I, I do think, look, there was probably, you know, an expectation typically when Memphis would go into these situations, tough road games in the past, and – you know, you 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 sort of got used to Memphis like not meeting the mark, um, and 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 in a lot of cases, you know, I mean they have they have they had good road wins in the past, they have, but they have also had some duds, and I think with this Memphis basketball team, like you just have to understand going into pretty much every game, you know, like there those dudes are, you know, there the, those dudes are on the floor and they are going to have a chance to win. They're going to compete. Kendrick Davis is going to have, you know. 25. I mean, he's he's now done it against, you know, all the relevant, you know, opponents. I mean, he's done it against Alabama, he's done it against Auburn. You know, like this dude can pretty much hang hang 25 on anybody at this point. And so when you have that, uh which Memphis has not typically had in the past, like you're going to be in games, you know, like I just feel like it, that that is and I know that's not a, a a huge proclamation, but I do think in years past I, you know, you would expect Memphis not to keep up. You'd expect Memphis not to have a chance there uh, and, and still be in it at the end. And this year, they 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 have been. They will be. Um, and and you just hope that with some variance there, maybe you make a three. <laughs> you know, maybe you make two. I don't know. Maybe something crazy happens. Uh, and and you actually win some of these as opposed to you know leave with else. Yeah, the one of twelve from three absolutely kills you. But Memphis. I don't want to just say one, and so in in a lot of different areas, they dominated Alabama, the number four team in the country. Some that think will end up being a number one seed. Uh, uh, steals thirteen to four. The paint fifty four to thirty two with DeAndre Williams fouling out. Yep, that's the number four team in the country. I realize Alabama does a lot of its offense out on the perimeter. They're shooting the three ball, but it's also one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. And you held them to nine second chance points. You had eleven. You out you you outwork them, outbattled them, everything else in so many areas. That's why that's why John, I come away from that feeling good, but damn miss opportunity that you, if you just had one more shooter, right? And 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 again, it's not a it's not a hindsight twenty twenty thing here with the shooting because we were saying going into the season, man, this team's short on it. Yep. And and to win those big games, you're certainly going to have to knock down more than one three. But it was, damn, you beat them in so many areas. Kendrick Davis just played his heart out. Yep. Demaria Franklin at the end of the game is playing his heart. Yep. That team did for the most part. Yep. And you come up short in that in that in that shooting category that again, if you knock down just a couple of don't have to be great. But if it's four threes or five threes, and unfortunately, whether it was Jaden or whoever else, you couldn't hit a shot or two here or there that could have really made a difference for you. That was the difference to me was Alabama's spurtability because of the three-point shot. Mm-hmm. That's the difference in the game. Yes, it was. But damn, you battled. And I can't help but think that Nate Oates, you know, at the end of that game is like, whoo, because you come in here, they give you everything you wanted last year in a loss. You're number four. You, you, you got this Tigers team that, you you know, yeah, experienced, but in set with NBA talent all over the place, and they give you every, you know, end up being a one-possession game, you're like, whoo. So you come through Auburn and Alabama, John, essentially two road games because that neutral was such a – was such an Auburn crowd, and you come out of that plus six because you, you beat Auburn, what, by nine, you lose to Alabama by three. If I told you you're going to come out of that, those two games outscoring the two of them by six, mm-hmm. you're going to take that all day long. And so 
no, I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting here coming in today telling you, oh, man, anything is possible. This team can make a run to the Final Four. But, man, it is well coached. Man, they battle. Man, they are together. And if you can catch a couple of breaks and hit a three here or there, stay out of that 8-9 slot. We know Lenardi had him as a six yesterday. We'll see where they're, where they're at now. Like, this can be a, a, a maybe Penny's best team, but certainly a team that you're all in and rooting for because these dudes, man, they battle. Now, DeAndre battling too much. Yeah, he's going a little now, too hard. Now, man, come, like the last foul, the, the text one thing. Yeah. You know, Penny's frustrated. You, you just It makes you wince because you need that energy too. Yep. But on that last one, man, where he's fouling, like, dude, First off, you pushed off. Yep. Then you dropped the shoulder. Yep. Then you pushed him again. Yep. But the man said it ain't a foul. Like yeah. that's the problem. That was definitely textbook. But, but that's it's getting called every time. Exactly. But but it's DeAndre believing that I can argue with this ref and no that that's the issue with him right now. Yeah, yeah. And no again, doubt. it's almost like y'all. There's no need to for, for well, me to the, even the, get loud because you have to live with it. It's he, what he is. He's going to get officiated in a certain kind of way. You know, he's the oldest player in college basketball. He got to know better. Yeah, I, that's I, the bottom line. He knows how important he is to this team, to this program. How how important it is for him to hell. You learned. You saw it against Gonzaga last year. In the tournament, he's learned all those lessons, and yet you're still here in the in the biggest of games. You know, losing him late, it, and a lot of it just because you know he, he can't keep his emotions under control. Yeah, no, that's got to be addressed. I mean, because Memphis can't win without him on the floor. He's got to understand that. He's got to understand that. Like, hey, you know, like DeAndre's a wild player, so he's going to be officiated again a specific kind of way, um, and so he he's got to understand like, hey. You know, you got to have some self awareness here about like moves you're making. You know, you got to like be extra. How they're going to call it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, unfortunately, you know, Kendrick Davis doesn't have to worry about that because Kendrick Davis is like a control player, you know, not DeAndre. So I don't know. I, th- I think that is, a, that is the last leak in his college game is his availability. You cannot count on it week to week um, or game to game, as it were. So. I loved Kendrick Davis's quote after the game. He said, the good is he plays hard and he's emotional. The bad is he plays hard and he's emotional. Dude, Kendrick Davis is a is – He's a, awesome. He is, bro. Kendrick Davis is great. He is great to have. I mean, he program. is the jaw for them in the sense that you fall behind that dude. Yep. Especially when you see him 22 in the second half, single-handedly keeping you in it on a bum ankle. He can call it out. He's earned that. That's exactly and right. And so I, I I appreciate it from him and doing you know, maybe, maybe it's that, you know, because Penny's been on him about it, John. Yep. That whole staff's been on Dion. Oh, you gotta be on the floor. Maybe being called out, you know, in, in that way, uh, the right way, accountable in, in in an accountable fashion, uh, you know, maybe that finally gets it out. Because again, you can play wild all day long. I just need you to, to not argue with the refs. That's right. That's never gonna get you anywhere. In fact, it might get you out earlier. Because hell, now you're drawing in them into the game. They're looking at you with, oh, yeah, I'm going to hit him next time since he, you know, going oh, and, and again, You don't need to give them any extra reason is my point. Then, it's pretty obvious. you know, future officials, you know, are going to be very, 100%. you know, the leash is going to get much so, shorter. Well, there's already a book on him. And so if you're if you're wilding out, they're just going to they're, they're gonna be inclined to blow that whistle. So don't give them any extra reason to by arguing with them. Yeah. Uh, you'd think we'd be past that. It, frankly, it's just part of Memphis's DNA. You know, there's good to it. There's bad to it, as Kendrick said. Hopefully they can just get him to calm down a little bit. He's got to be on the floor in the big ones. 
We'll talk to Mark Giannato about this uh, and the rest of the Memphis basketball season when we get back. Stick around. Jason and John, ID Turn FM, ESPN. Yep. Start NFL Week 15 off right with NFL Same Game Parlay Insurance from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or if you've already got an account. You'll get free bets back if your four-plus leg Thursday night Same Game Parlay falls one leg short. NFL Same Game Parlay is the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. And, of course, this Thursday night you got 49ers at Seahawks. McCaffrey going to go over on the rushing yards. Geno Smith over under on the passing yards. How about Brandon Ayuk for any time touchdown? That's the way you can put it together, uh, an example for you. Or uh, you can uh, choose from one of the popular SGPs that are pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Those pre-built ones, great for beginners. However you want to play, though, you can bet the NFL on Thursday night with the same game parlay. Just sign up with the promo code JSmith if you don't already have an account. If you've got an account, you're all set. Just sign on in. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And of 929 of ESPN, must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Refund issues, non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet, $25. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. The Jeff Calkins Show. Talking to Justin Puente. Different coaches handle it different ways. Making absurd, definitive statements, in my opinion, is not the smart way to go. The thing I would say is I have a lot of sweat equity invested in this program. You know, we have, uh, we have a lot of pride in what we Weekdays, 9 a.m. till 11 a.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN. I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books with BetQL. Mississippi State is one of the last unbeaten teams in college basketball, and that probably won't change today as they face Jackson State. The Bulldogs are one of the best enforcing turnovers and should lead to easy points in transition against the Tigers. With Jackson State near the bottom in defense and Mississippi State near the top enforcing turnovers, BetQL's five-star play of the day is to take the over in what should be a blowout. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Marginato's getting ready for the Coswell playoff. You're not. Yeah. Watch party at his place. Invites to be sent out here soon, uh, December 31st, 
3 o'clock at the Gennato Estate. He's here in studio. What's up, brother? Well, not much. Just, uh... I was thinking about it last night. I mean, it, I think it's setting up to be a hell of a winner here in Memphis for basketball. We got the Grizzlies good tweet. Good tweet. tied for first in the Western Conference now after the Pelicans lost last night. Yep. And I came away from that loss to Alabama really encouraged. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think this Memphis team is going to lose but maybe two or three more games the rest of the year. Like, that's how good I think they are. Don't I mean, forget the uh, Memphis women. Yeah, you know, they went to what they they came back from 22 down at Towson. Yeah, they got I, the win. I'll be honest, my question was what what is Memphis doing playing at Towson? But hey, you know, got to do win, what you got to do. Winning. Yeah, you what you, you got to do what you got to do, I we guess. We ain't ducking no smoke. Um I, that arena, the only thing I know about Towson, that that's where it like, was like it was like a they had a crowd. Yeah, no, it's a it's a Towson has a uh it's the the picture made the arena look bigger than it actually is. That's yeah. where they have like the girls state championships for high school basketball. Yeah. That I've cu- I covered in yesteryear. Uh it's not that, you know, it's no, like it, it actually looks know. like one of those like uh community center gyms. Yeah, you know it's like I mean? it's like, you know, it's like kind of this it seats the same as like the Orange Mountain Community Center. I'm going to, you know, like exactly. it, the picture made it look a little bigger than it exactly. is. Exactly. But uh, but I think that's to your point about a, a great winter in Memphis. You know, it it does sort of feel like, you know, Memphis going to the tournament. Uh, like, that game last night felt like, to me, like kind of a Sweet 16 type of game. Like, that's the type of team Memphis would play in yeah. a Sweet Careful. 16 game. Careful. Well, I don't think – I don't know if Memphis is going to get to the Sweet oh, 16. Okay, that's what I was trying to say. But I don't know. I've already trademarked that opinion. Yeah. I you think they are? I, I, did, I, think they have, I think they have a great chance to, yeah. Like, I, I just think they, Matt, they can go – like, if you put them on the floor against just about anyone in the country – like they're gonna have a puncher's chance, mm-hmm. and like that's kind of all you want when you go into the NCAA tournament. Like I don't know, and that's know, never what you said about Memphis. Yeah, you know what I mean? like they like, could lose in the first round, they could lose in the second round. They have a small margin for error at times, but I also think you know with with the type of guard they have in Kendrick Davis, if a guy can has a chance to put up thirty in any given game, you can win any given game. And so I, I feel really good about. Where they're at, you know. Hopefully, they take care of business against A and M. And like when this schedule came out, I know it hasn't. It hasn't. Yeah, you wanted it to break a little strong. It hasn't right. broken. The, right. Like I don't blame Penny or Memphis. Like it's not their fault. Some of these teams you haven't can't. haven't done what they were supposed to yeah, do. Think about that this morning. But when this came out, like you know, you were like, man, if they could go like nine and four, that would be fantastic. Well, here they are. They've got a really good shot at going ten and three. And, um, I think. They have a really good shot at just racking up a gaudy record. Like, you know, it's probably not going to be the most impressive resume because, you know, ultimately you're going to have a quad one win over Auburn, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they, they, they stay, stay top 50. Top 50. Um, and then, you know, hopefully you split with Houston. I feel you better know, about like that, that now. Yeah. That's my thing, take out that game. I feel better about splitting with Houston now, don't you? Especially the one here. I think they're going to give them a run for their money for the conference title. I think they're going to, you know, I think those two teams are both going to have gaudy records in conference play and separate themselves from everyone else. And it'll, you know, we'll see how it, how it, you know, breaks totally. You know, it's going to be about, you know, avoiding, you know, I, it's, it, it's hard for me to envision this team not getting upset once on the road. Like, right. you know, something heck crazy happens. A team hits a bunch of threes, plays the game of their year, and, 
knocks him off, but like the key will be, you know, avoiding two of those for, you know, type of things. But I don't know, I feel really good about the team. I mean, I think, you know, I I think probably last night makes it hard to see them getting a top 4 seed in the NCAA tournament because there's it's just there's not that many opportunities for quad 1 wins, but I think they're going to have a better seed than last year potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we we're talking like 5 to 7 range maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's if, big, you need it. If they can, especially, you know, if they can go like two games. If they can go like 15 and 3 in conference, which I think is entirely reasonable. I mean, you look at Ken Bomb right now, it's only two games where they're not going to be favored. The two Houston games. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right now. Um, they are going to be favored to win every other game on their schedule. And if they play like they did last night, they play like they did these past two games, I should say. Like that's what's going to happen. Like they're going to they're going to rack up a bunch of wins, and they're going to have, frankly, I think, more wins than any team since what Josh's last tournament team. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's in, I think that's in play. Was that thirty something? Yeah, I think they end up with thirty. I don't know if they get to thirty, but like I, I you know, this strikes me as like a 25, 26, 27 win team. We haven't had that here in a while. It's a little bit like that year with Josh when they won like thirty. I want to say I think they won like thirty games. Like maybe You're about the year they beat the five ranked opponents. He only had one year like that. That was what that, that, that has was to the, be the year. That was the year they, they lost they, to Michigan State, right in the mm-hmm. tournament. It was not the last. It was not the last year they were in the tournament when they lost to UVA. Oh, second second two was Michigan State. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was 2012-13. They yeah. were thirty-one and five. Yeah. You know, but they didn't have any good wins. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the next year when they yeah. had the finally got the top twenty-five wins. Yeah, exactly. But they were sixteen and zero in their league. You know what I'm saying? Remember how desperate they were to call St. Mary's a top twenty-five win for him to give him his first one. That's right. Gotcha. Uh, but, okay. Yeah. yeah that, but, so that was the Michigan State. Yeah, they, that, was, I remember that, that Memphis team lost to VCU. They lost to Minnesota. Lost to Louisville. Um, oh yeah, know, ba- it, yeah. Bahamas lost at Xavier, mm-hmm. but they just they beat everybody else. Okay. You know, yeah. yep. It feels like that this season could be similar to that. Yeah. Except they already have a better win than this Memphis team did in beating Auburn on neutral floor. We'll see where it where it lands, but at the time, number eleven. I'm worried it's gonna be a quad too by the time it's over. Auburn, I just didn't like what I saw from the Auburn team. Mm. They'll they'll bounce. You know, I think, they got I think because but, SEC play, yeah. because they're gonna, you know, if they can finish in the top half of the just SEC, say top half, and we can I think it. I fight. Like I still, I don't think that team is, you know, a top. 15 team like they were ranked, but I, I still think so they're, they're a tournament top 25 team. Yeah. Well, I don't they're know they're a tournament team. Yeah. yeah, well, if they're a tournament team, I think they'll be in the top 50 in the net. It, playing an SEC schedule yeah. like that, I think they'll... So this Memphis team was a six seed, so... That, you know, that, that's, that, that seems like you're, you're not gonna ballpark win, where this You're not going to win be. 31, but again, Memphis's wins will probably be better than this one got, so... And you, and you hope, you know, I mean, like, the problem is, you look at the net right now, and 38. like... Well, they're 38, but you look at the AAC. The rest, I'm talking about the rest of the AAC. Like UCF is kind of usually in previous years, while the AAC has been no juggernaut. There's usually like it's Houston way up high, Memphis kind of then next, and then there's usually like three or four teams hovering around that 75 range, which is what you need to be. You need to be in the top 75 for a road game against someone to be considered a quad one win. Yep. And this year, it's there's only one team. UCF is kind of hovering in that 75 range. Then you got like Wichita State in the 90s. Temple has been, you know, they have some decent wins, but also have some terrible losses. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati is like 150 something in the net or something crazy like that. 
Like, it's just the league is not good this year. Um, and so it'll help Memphis in the sense that I think, like I said, I think they're going to rack up a bunch of wins. It will hurt, though, in that I don't think there's I, – I, I'd venture to guess there's at most three more quad one opportunities for them. The two Houston games and maybe the UCF maybe road UCF. game. Maybe. Maybe one of these teams – maybe Wichita – can get hot, you know, because the league is so bad. Maybe there's another team that can rack up some wins and get into that top 75. So that is, you know, sort of an issue. But the the remedy to it is to, again, rack up a bunch of wins. And so I, I just – I don't expect us to be sitting here end of February, mid, beginning of March going, you know, like going, man, they have to win this Houston game. You know, like even last year, even though they ended up as an 8 or 9 seed because they – you know, they, they got to the finals of the AAC tournament. But, you know, we went into that last Houston game going, man, they need to win this game. I don't think we're going to be saying that this year. I think they're going to – yeah, I think we're going to feel relatively right. comfortable about their position when it comes to the uh, NCAA uh, tournament. exactly right. You but, don't – yeah, I, I don't think any of us are overly concerned about Kendrick's uh, injury, but what about Malcolm's? What what do you do there to overcome that if it sounds like – sounds like he's going to be out for a significant portion of time. Is it just – is it going small? Is it more pressure on Shannon DeAndre? How do you offset that? I think it's going small. I think it's – because you saw in the Auburn game it was really effective when they played – and even last night they did it quite a bit, playing McCadden at the four and playing DeAndre at the five. Now it's all contingent on – you know, puts more even more pressure on DeAndre yeah, Williams to stay on the floor and not get in foul trouble. I mean that that crap is just it's just. I liked your Danny Glover line as a lethal weapon fan. I appreciated that Danny like, Glover line. Like in the it's column. just ridiculous. Like he's got to stop. Like it, and maybe it's just you know he is what he is. But like it's not even good fouls. It's like just boneheaded fouls. Like the technical foul was silly and stupid. Right. The foul when he misses the out, you know, he tries to make the putback a little more complicated than it need to be. That was kind of like a frustration foul. Even the charge that he fouled out on, like that oh, was an obvious charge. Yeah, like it was just three times. Yeah, like exactly. it was you just, fouled him, bro. Like, like it was just silly. And he's too important. I appreciated that Kendrick. You oh, know, I said the same thing. Yeah, the Kendrick. Afterwards. Kendrick, yeah. you know, gate, you know, told him like you, you can't do this stuff, and. I did think it was interesting. He called him there. Uh, he's our Draymond Green, and yeah. he said the good. The good part is he he's you know he plays. He's tough and he's emotional. The bad part is is that he's tough and he's emotional. Yeah, um, yeah. and um, so I mean they need him. He's so valuable. He's so good when he's out. He's playing really well when he's out there on the floor. I think he's playing when he's out on the floor. The best basketball he's played at Memphis, frankly. Um, it's just the past two games, and and then that one game in Orlando, you know, you can see the the, the foul trouble really hurts him, and and I think he's their best rebounder, like without a doubt. And so, and I think he's the way you get by without Malcolm, because I I don't think they trust Ko, um, and you know Chandler's going to give you good minutes too. Like I still think Chandler will start, mm-hmm. but when push comes to shove, your most important minutes. You know, I think it's playing, you know, whether it's McCadden, playing McCadden and Keontae Kennedy together with with DeAndre plus two of those guards, or if, you know, maybe you go really small and play the three guards, you know, Kendrick, Alo, and DeMarie with McCadden and, and uh, D- 
DeAndre, maybe that maybe that helps. You know, I think, you know, Jamar Young will be I don't know how much he can get like I don't think he's gonna be a guy necessarily who you're gonna finish games with, but like I think his minutes could be valuable once he like it sounds like he I think they're from listening to Penny on the post game radio show, there's some question of whether he's eligible now that the semester is over or whether he's eligible once the next semester starts. Oh, good Lord. I think they're still trying to figure out. His is academic? Yes. It's like he didn't do some – I think something happened at SMU, at the end of SMU, um, where he, you know, he couldn't – this is all – it's not like DeMarie. It's like – it's kind of on Jamar why this happened. Yeah, it's like uh, Rajon Tucker didn't uh, didn't do his job academically when he transferred from Little Rock back in the day. But they could really – you know, they could use him. You know, they could use that's that. True. You know, he's a yeah, six nine, true. six ten Especially guy, a body. Yeah. You know, a body who you can throw out there, who's a veteran. You know, now it, you know, do they trust him? They, you know, I don't know. You know, just like it. Okay. It sounded like though, from what the way Penny was talking. Yeah, I think he would probably have Jamar Young ahead of Ko on the pecking order as of right now. Um, so that's a that's a variable to keep in mind. But all in all, I mean, as long to me. I said this from the get-go, and and I think they're even a little better than I thought they were going to be. But as long as Kendrick is can stay healthy, and if DeAndre, if him and DeAndre are on the floor together, like you know, that's a tough combo to beat. They've shown that. Um, you know, you gotta, you know, yeah, the number, you know, even late, you know, like they didn't have DeAndre for what the last seven, six, six seven, seven minutes. minutes of that game. They didn't have Kendrick for the last minute and a half, and. You know, Demarie Franklin hits that corner three with 20 seconds to go. Man, we're you know that that game's coming down. You know, really coming down to the wire. I liked his activity level. Yeah, Demarie. especially late. You know, you Big you could time. feel him getting. I think in conference play, he's going to be really good for them. I don't. Yep. You know, I still don't know. Even Saturday, we'll see. Um, but he's not. You know, he's not the shooter they need. But at the same time, he does feel like a guy who can create stuff mm-hmm. and. You can see that offense can, you know, get a little stale occasionally because it's really just Kendrick and and uh, DeAndre creating stuff. And now maybe instead of having to rely on Alex Lomax to create more than maybe you want him to, mm-hmm. now you can have Demarier doing some of that. Right. Um, so uh, I, I think they're in a pretty good spot ultimately as long as Kendrick is okay and healthy. On the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, they have a, a a fantastic game tomorrow night against the Milwaukee Bucks, who yeah. just uh, handled Golden State. <clears throat> I mean, that's just kind of what the Bucks have been doing. What do you expect from tomorrow night? Jaws ready; he's rested. So, what do you expect? Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I yeah, I hope it's a, a really good game. Like I went to the Hawks game Monday night. You know, I was like, ah, Jaws versus Trey. This will be fun. And then, Mm-mm. nope, um, brother, you got to get on the internet, man. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, Trey wouldn't that, that was a zombie Hawks team, you know that that they announced that you know pretty much. Well, Trey was questionable, but the rest of it was, was yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know. No, I, I unfortunately my wife has something going on tomorrow night. I, I can't, I couldn't go to the Bucks game, so I was like, I need to go to one game this week. Yeah. Um. So I went to the Hawks game. Um. And it, and frankly, it's still a lot of fun, even without like that Grizzlies team is just a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, like watching Jaron swat six shots in eight minutes was like a blast, but. No, I think it's going to be a nice little – I think this whole stretch here between now and January 1st 
is going to be a nice little litmus test of, okay, like, you know, how, how, where, where do they stand really right now? Like, I know they're first in the Western Conference, but like, if you look at it, they've benefited from a favorable schedule. Um, they haven't, you know, they're, they're kind of, I, I wrote it as kind of a mystery still because they've never played with the full lineup yet. And still, even, like, even if they lose all these tough games over the next three weeks, there's no Desmond Bain, so it's hard to really make a judgment. Mm-hmm. But you, know, you look at this, it's the start of just a, you know, they got the Bucks, then they go on the road and they got the Thunder, but then it's the at Denver, up. at Phoenix, yep. at Golden State, Phoenix mm-hmm. at home, at Toronto, um, New Orleans and Sacramento back to back over New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Like it's a, it's a nice little stretch here where they're going to play a lot of the best teams in the league, or cer- and certainly the best teams in the West, West which we, they're eight and six against. Yeah, ten and three against the East, but it's eight and six against the West. Yeah, so we'll find out. To your point, we're going to get a little better sense of exactly mm-hmm. where this team is now that Jaron's back, now that the defense is better. Um, and hopefully this was a nice rest for John. You know, gets basically a week off and only misses one game, um, which I think was strategic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee, you know, because I think the two best teams in the league are Boston and Milwaukee. Like the two best teams in the league are in the East. And so this will be a good measuring stick game. You know, again, it's it's the NBA. It's, you know, it's December. It's going to be December what tomorrow? December 15th. Mm-hmm. So it's not... You know, even if they get blown out, it's like whatever, ultimately. But it's nice when, you know, both, you know, you get one of these kind of marquee matchups um, to kind of measure yourself up a little bit. You saw it, you know, like I think when they played Boston, that that's what that game felt like. It was like a month ago, and, Me- and Memphis was playing on the second night of a back-to-back and then took Boston down to the wire, um, and that was before Jaron came back. Um, and Jaron has had some big games against Milwaukee in the past. I think his highest, his career high in points was against Milwaukee a okay. few years yeah. ago. Um, and I'll also be interested who 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 defends Giannis. They've they've typically put Dylan on him, not uh, Jaron. And I expect they'll probably go that route again. Um, but it should be a fun one tomorrow night. That's yeah. for sure. No, I mean uh, that's the. And just in general, I mean, like it's a finals preview. This team has put itself in the, this team it has put it, this team has put itself in a position where, you know, like no matter like I I kind of have the feeling of no matter who they play in the playoffs, I give them a good shot to win. I don't know if they will win, but like they can beat anyone in the West. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of feel about it. They could lose to some teams in the West. Like they're not a head and shoulders better than anyone in the top that echelon of the West. But I expect they're going to finish in the top four of the West, and we're going to, you know, they're going to be in the second round of the playoffs, and hopefully they get some breaks this time. And that, like, that's where this franchise is at, um, where you know they're going to be challenging to be come out of the West every year, and that's what this team looks like. They're a team that looks like it's going to challenge to come out of the West. I feel like the biggest story for that team so far this season, besides the fact where they are number one seed, Jaws played great. Uh, you've had injuries, but it's. <clears throat> It's Jaron, his maturation. I think we're we're maybe witnessing the the evolution, the turning of the corner. He realizes I'm 
I'm a seven foot center in this league, and I'm just going to dunk everything. I don't have my game doesn't have to hinge on the three point line. Something we've been, Brevin's been on him about for years. That organization's been on him about for years. I just sense a change. There's in been him. a mindset change. Am I going change. to? Yeah, there's something. There's, there's a, a mindset maturation. Change, no there's, doubt about it. That it, it feels like the. And so it's, you put him back in in November last month. Boom! They shoot up to number six in, in defensive rating. Like yeah. he's the story so far. It feels like to me. Yeah, I mean, both him and Bain when they've been in there. You know, and you can you have to say right. at this Bain, point it's limited. Bain was there when when he was playing at that high level, and that that's what's so sport. intriguing about him is that for twelve games, Desmond Bain looked like an all star, and now for whatever it's been ten games, yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s looked like an all star. And when you look at it, you go, you go like I was talking about this on our show. You go, you go that Grizzlies big three of and Ja by the way, whereas last year felt like a jump, now last year feels like the standard because he's matching what he did last year in a lot of ways. And so you look at that big three, I mean, go through the rest of the West, like, you know, and then you add in the fact that I think Dylan, if you compare him to some other fours, mm-hmm. if you will, in the West, like he's, you know, like they stack up really well. I mean, you know, Phoenix, like Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, you know, like Ja, Dez, Jaron, you know, I think stacks up really well to that, to them, you know, especially because we don't know if Chris Paul can stay healthy in the playoffs. and. Right. You know, this version of Jaron Jackson Jr., I'd take over DeAndre Ayton. Yes. You know? And then, you know, Devin Booker is a, you know, really gifted player, but so is John Morant. Like, yep. you know, and then, you know, New Orleans, C.J. McCollum, Zion, and Brandon Ingram. Well, I want to see Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson coexist at an elite level still. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I want to see that still. That yeah. has, you know, as good as New Orleans has been, they haven't had to do that yet. Um, Clippers, you know, with Reggie Jackson. Uh, this man went straight to Reggie. Reggie, he, he's, so, he's gonna go to Reggie. Top player, yeah. yeah. Clippers, Reggie, of course. Kawhi, yeah. Paul George. <laughs> you stick to the script on Reggie. You that, love you some Reggie. That 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 I love John Wall too, but John Wall's not starting. Yeah. Reggie Jackson yeah. starting. Paul George, no. How about Kawhi? No. Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Oh. Reggie. He's the, he, he is the class of the Western Conference. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. I'm trying to think of Denver. Uh, Jokic, obviously, like that's a, you know, he that'd be a very difficult matchup for the Grizzlies. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter. I, I'm going to be honest, like Jokic might be the best player of the six, if you will, with Denver and Memphis. Mm-hmm. But I think the next three best, I'd take, you know, like I think I'd take Ja, Desmond, and, and Jaron mm-hmm. next. And so you go through it and you go, man, like, Put them in a playoff series against anyone, they're going to have a really good chance. And th- th- that's where we're at. And, like, they just got, you know, they got to be healthy at the right time. Like, that's what we've seen in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be healthy at the right time. We saw it last year. They weren't. Bain got hurt in that Golden State series. Ja got, ja got hurt in that hurt. Golden State yep. series, and it didn't work out. Um, so that's, you know, that's going to be that that's going to be paramount. But, you know, they they've give, they've put themselves in a position here where, you know, I think they're going to have as good a shot as anyone in the West to come out of the West. And, like, what more could you really ask for as a fan? Totally agree. I, 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 cannot, uh, I cannot argue with that. He is Mark Giannato. Thank you, Mark. Read him at commercialfield.com. Listen to him from 2 to 4 here on Return FM ESPN. Thanks, brother. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 